fresh and then all the after it's made the money already the, <clears throat> the critique will come later no i don't think it will i no i think like the critique will come out like as soon as the movie comes out and then they'll just stomp on it by saying that they're a bunch of like sexists and yeah it'd be like this you know like They'll say, you know, they never make, you know, movies in Hollywood with women because, you know, people, the patriarchy shuts it down or something like that. Some bullshit. The patriarchy. Like... You ready? <sighs> I think my anger is spent for the day. Okay. So I'm sitting here with misogynist Justin, who has just been on an epic 20-minute rant about the Ghostbusters that we could not share with you because of the level of profanity in it. <sighs> And, and Grant's here, like usual. Yep. I'm here, too. But yeah. seriously, we wanted to talk about Ghostbusters. Justin hasn't been on a rant for 20 minutes. But, you know, news this week, the new trailer dropped, and there's been some controversy surrounding it. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that it's not uh, not good news. not going to turn out to be an entertaining movie. But then there are a lot of other people who are saying that the people who are saying it's not going to be good are saying that because they're sexist or racist or somehow prejudiced against it. They're not going to give it a fair chance. So I know Grant and I have seen it when it came out, and I just made Justin watch it with a gun to his head. So, Justin, what do you think of it, having watched it a minute ago? It, it looks awful. Like, I mean, usually in trailers, like, if you watch the trailer for, say, uh, I, I can't think of even, like, a decent comedy right now. Let's just say like Borat or something like it actually has like some funny outrageous stuff whereas like all the jokes that are supposed to be like drawing you in that are supposed to be like some of the better ones in the movie if those are the ones that they showed in this trailer that's just awful like oh she's wearing a wig oh they slapped somebody oh there's ectoplasm everywhere whoa ha 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 but it was an exorcist joke it didn't work wow <laughs> Woman hater. That's the <laughs> argument they're going to use. Like, they're. If it's this genius. movie bombs, they will wrap themselves in the shroud of that anyone who, like, criticizes this movie hates, you know, women and women in film. But, like, it's if genius. you make an objectively bad movie, you can't just, like, use that as your defense. It's. Yeah, but whoever came up with that for them is, like, super duper smart. I mean, if the movie actually makes money, I'm sure that marketing manager will be like, heh, 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 like, you know, I've, like, made, like, a great decision and get, like, a huge bonus. Fucking Sony picture person. I don't know. Yeah. I gotta say. They're the same people who make Batman. They're, or not Batman. Spider-Man. The shitty Spider-Man movies. So, and like. And Pixels. Huh? And Pixels. Did Sony do Pixels? Too? And Jack and Jill. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they really have had, like, a bad track record lately. I don't know if they've made decent movies lately other than just, like, some safe shit that just keeps them rolling. Can't think of one. Okay. They made the Steve Jobs movie. But, again, okay. not, like, a box Wait, office. The, is that the new one, or is that the one with... Uh, the one with Picture? Fassbender that just was oh, nominated. Okay, okay. Yeah. But that wasn't really, like, a blockbuster billion-dollar picture, no, though. No, that was, like, the yeah. art house film. I mean, as far as their, like their mainstream shit for all of the the general population, yeah, I don't think they've had anything good come out. And I think something you raised a long time ago, many episodes ago, about how you know twenty 
whatever the aughts through the nows it's like the trailer is no longer a teaser it's like here's everything in the movie yeah and i'm wondering if that's what this ghostbusters trailer is now if this is just like random snippets from the movie that aren't like the creme de la creme they have arguably funnier shit in there maybe i could see how it's okay but i really have to think that this is like they're cherry picking what they consider to be the best parts but i mean you can tell it's like they're doing that whole thing where they show the entire movie because like they show the star of the movie they show all the introductions of the characters in the movie they probably show the first time they encounter a ghost and then they show the end of the movie where like all the giant ghosts get loose and it's like oh shit and it's like that's the whole movie right there and of course they're gonna like wrap everything up and maybe they'll have like a little slimer pet at the end of it i don't fucking know i think it's definitely like the where they're showing the whole thing because uh, I've long time since I've seen the first Ghostbusters, but as I recall, they encountered the ghost in the library first, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that looked like. The three scientists find the ghost in the library, and then the fourth person shows up. Yeah. But again, this is this is um, technically still in the same universe as the old one, right? It is. Uh, is it? Because, I mean, yeah. the trailer started out, it was like 30 years ago, like four men saved New York or something oh, like that. Oh, so the whole Ghostbusters thing stopped? Ghosts went away? I, they just took a it break. Is... They were taking a nap. From okay. what I've read, <laughs> from what I've read it, it is supposed to be a sequel. Mob talk. <laughs> it's a, okay. That's what I, I read. It's supposed to be a sequel, right. and that for some reason, the, the in the span of time since the last Ghostbusters, that ghost activity has gone to nothing and all of a sudden like it's huge again hmm i mean you could say the reason ghost activity went up in the first movies was that one ectoplasm river and the painting that was the, that was the second movie oh was that the second yeah okay. the first movie was uh Zo- zozer Do- yeah, gozer whatever the fuck his name was the evil creepy spirit in the painting oh okay. who was trying it's, to come back to life it's been a while since i've seen that the was the one. second one the, the painting guy Oh, I, okay. I'm, I'm thinking of the guy who's has the gargoyle pets, Zool. Then, yeah, Zool. Uh, I think Zool was the first one. Zool yeah. is like one of the, isn't it one of the, the pets or something? I think Gozer is like the the demigod or whatever that's trying to come through the portal that takes the form of the Marshmallow Man. Yes. Yeah. Right. But it's and not they, really they, in... like the ghost activity around that building was so high because the guy was a Satanist who built it and like built it to focus like ghost energy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, focus yeah, so the there's evil been power. Nobody in thirty years to like channel Satan or like demons and Peyton's. And oh, whatnot, and now that Donald Trump's almost the president, yeah, it's like it's happening again. Pulling out all the stops, apparently. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, if this is. I honestly, if this is they're showing the whole movie and they're picking out what they consider to be like the funny parts of it, which I have to imagine they are, I don't think it's going to be that good. Um, sorry. I, yeah, I hold out hope that this is like just a trailer and that they are just trailers can be like so hit and miss. I think that some of the people who do them do really good jobs, and then others like it's just like random shit put together and you don't really get a sense of the movie. So I hope it's good, and I I have to believe that... Like, I know Kristen Wiig, I mean, she's pretty smart. I don't think she would just jump into a shit movie. Was she... I mean, was she co-writing it or anything? Or I couldn't tell you who wrote it. All I know is that if you are on the other side of the camera, it all depends on the check at some point, I have to imagine. Sure, maybe. That and, but. like, I don't know. 
personally, like, I would imagine anybody who's, like, approached saying, like, oh, we're going to make a Ghostbuster, a new Ghostbusters, you'll be on the Ghostbusters team. And you'll be like, oh, I loved the Ghostbusters as a kid. And, like, those movies were great. That was my childhood. You'd want to be a part of that, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even if you thought, like, the new Star Wars was going to be bad or something, but if you as an actor were to approach and say, like, hey, you want to be, you know, John Boyega's character in there, you want to be Finn, it's like, yeah, that sounds awesome, Star Wars, I can work with Han Solo, sweet. Yeah, I think just from this trailer, though, if I'm judging the movie by the trailer, just, it didn't look interesting at all. No. Wasn't, I mean, I was just saying to you before we started that... I didn't really like Ghostbusters 2 that much compared to the first one, and this scene, this trailer made the, the new one seem like a huge drop-off in quality from even Ghostbusters 2. I mean, had a lot of the stuff that I just generally dislike, like the overuse of the CGI and crap like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the true test is when it comes out. You know, of course, we'll have to give the final verdict then. But right it now, didn't look that good based on this trailer. Yeah, I have to say right now we are going to issue a stern letter saying we have deep concern, much like the UN. We are deeply concerned. Right, but we can't actually do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. Exactly, we are an impotent organization incapable of affecting anything. But I just had to bring that up because it was, you know, the news this week. Anyway, Mad Max was a much better movie than Ghostbusters. We can't say be. that's just the news this week. I mean, there were the Oscars that we were talking about last week, but well, that can be mm. a perfect segue that you fucking missed there. Yeah, because okay. Mad, Mad Max on. took, I think, six awards or yeah, five yeah. or six awards, something like that. A, right. a decent amount of awards. So um, the most awards that any sci-fi movie has gotten isn't that's what I read. Cool. So I thought that was really cool. However, they shut them out of all the really. The prestigious ones. The prestigious say, categories. What were the awards for? Right. Uh, uh, it was like costume, sound, design. Um, design. Um, I don't know if they got visual effects. I thought visual effects went to like Ex Machina or something. Yeah, yeah, it did. Well, yeah. I mean, how many visual effects were there in Mad Max? Because they did a, a there lot. There were actually a lot. Yeah, like a lot of the sandstorms and whatnot were like all visual yeah. effects. Oh, yeah, that stuff. But I, I thought most of like the impressive shit was practical and that was... Yeah, they made a big but deal in some about. of those really big shots, I mean, and this is the way that I hope that everybody should use CGI is in the really big shots, you know, all the stuff in the foreground is practical and then everything in the background they did CGI so it looks like there's a huge fleet of cars mm-hmm. when really they only had like six or seven cars going in the... That or like, you know, they went to a place where like, oh, it's, you know, a flat desert area and there's mountains in the background and just CGI those out. But that's not something you probably get, you know nominated for an Oscar for, but it adds to the overall feel yeah. of the movie. Of I, I guess that's what I meant, though, is that like, the movie didn't depend so much on special no, effects. No, I mean, there were a lot of practical effects, and um, I think I even watched a YouTube video when this movie first came out to like show the um, the CGI versus like what was actually filmed on these movies. Hmm. And when you look at the CGI, yeah, it's like real like sort of subtle stuff to enhance rather than to like, you know, put a giant, you know, Autobot in the middle of it or something like that. So, like, it was still a lot of practical enhanced with CGI, which is always nice rather than just relying all on CGI explosions. George Lucas. Yeah. Giant Brontosaurus things walking through Mos Eisley. That's called the Ronto. Yeah, the Ronto. Yeah. My bad. Okay. Now you know. Now I know. 
Yeah. And the lizards everywhere under the land speeder and all the goofy aliens who are outside the bar. And what else did he put in there? That was the droids that were chasing each other for no reason. Jabba's palace, the the lifter droid when they're driving in. Oh yeah. The dewbacks. The stormtroopers on the dewbacks. Right. And the dewbacks were outside the cantina too. And there are some, uh, inside the cantina, he replaced some of the cantina characters with new, like, that digital... scene with Java walking next to the Millennium yeah. Falcon. That was Who the could deleted forget scene that? with the, like, fat dude or something. Yeah, and, like, the fur coat. <laughs> yeah, the fat Irish guy who was original Java. Yeah. Where Han Solo, JPEG, like, is motion tweened up and over Java's <laughs> tail. So realistic. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing he changed in the bar, where Greedo shot in the, to the wall for some reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were just talking about background dressing. Oh, I just meant CGI ruining things generally. Yeah. But I think in Fury Road, I think that's a good movie for like a master class on how you use CGI judiciously. Because I know obviously like Immortan Joe's like Citadel, yeah. most of that was CGI. Yeah. But it still looked really good. They obviously spent a lot of time on it. And then it wasn't everything. And all the really cool stuff was practical. Yeah. I mean, like all those stuff they did with like, you know, the cars crashing or flipping over, those were all practical effects, which was, it looked really good. Yeah. Because, you know, it's practical. Because it was real. If you do practical well, then it looks good. Yeah. It's like when they smashed the two semi trucks in the Matrix, reloaded. The ma- the second Matrix movie where they had the stupid highway chase for no reason, but the, in the end, the two semi-trucks collide. Yeah. They had two semi-trucks in neutral being pulled on a huge pulley rig mm-hmm. and smashed them into each other for that shot. Like, they actually crashed two trucks. Oh. And that's why it looks so good. Or the Dark Knight where they actually flipped the semi-truck that the Joker was stealing over. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see that. the steam piston pop it out of the ground a little bit in the shot, but it's, that was practical. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, it looks better. I just wonder how they got authorization to do that. Do what? Flip a big rig. Oh, in Dark Knight? Yeah. In Chicago? Yes. I don't know. Middle oh, of the they night. bribed somebody. That's right. Sure. Middle of the That's night, right. they just pay someone off, say, right. hey, we're using the street for two hours, and then they're done with it. Hey, Mayor Daly. Well, it's funny, because I do remember when that was being filmed, one of my friends was in Chicago, and he actually uh, got some pictures of when they were shooting the subway uh, or the underpass scene. Yeah. And he saw, like, the the police van and the, the Joker's um, big rig with the spray paint smile and stuff on it going in there when they were filming it so that was pretty neat um fury road at the oscars i think it's kind of shitty that they they didn't get consideration really for any of the prestigious awards but i guess that's the way it goes when you're surrounded by basically a bunch of art house films and yeah it's hard to compete in those i mean i don't think still i don't think a movie like this has ever gotten the amount of praise at like a uh, you know a level like this before. I mean, it's it's nice to see that a movie is actually being respected like this. Yeah, because for sci-fi, they just don't have a good track record with mm-hmm. rewarding sci-fi, which continued with shutting out Mark Watney. Right, The Martian got totally shut out. Yeah, that was a little disappointing, but I mean, it was. 
the act- still being nominated. Is yeah, it's it's prestigious to be nominated, and, and like the actress <laughs> from Ex Machina, she won, <coughs> but not for Ex Machina. Right. So I, you know, it's cool that they met Fury Road got all those awards, but still, you know, the day should come when sci-fi once again gets into the prestigious awards. Hopefully, it will come soon. As long as they keep making shit like Fury Road, which I guess we should start talking about. Well, George Miller said that if Fury Road did well, he already has two other Mad Max stories that he has ready to tell. Mm-hmm. So Fury Road did really well, so I can only assume that they're moving forward with those. And Tom Hardy was signed to do like multiple films. As long as it's not like the Mad Max prequel, I'll be happy. Like, I never got the sense in any of those films that there was, like, a coherent, like, linear timeline. I mean, it's all, like, we know, like, the first or the second movie, like, they say, like, oh, this happened before. But there's no indication of how far in the future or how far apart each one of them is from the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and because Tom Hardy's so much younger than Mel Gibson looked in Thunderdome, I guess you have to assume that there's, like, this whole slate of stories in between, like, you know, the first and the second movie or the second and the third movie. and Yeah, I assume that this movie took place between the first and the second movie. Because he looked young. Yeah, but, I mean, society has obviously collapsed, whereas in the first movie, it's on the verge of collapsing, but the government is still there. I mean, Mad Max is part of the highway police, basically. Yeah. And then the second movie, everything's gone to shit, and it's all fucked up. So I assume this happened in between. Right, and he, he so in the second movie was it like as fucked up as this all was? Since I haven't seen it before. Yeah, the second movie is like desolate wasteland, little kind of hermit settlement type shit going on with like weird warlords that have giant feet and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, okay, pretty much. And nipple rings. Yep, nipple okay. rings. Uh, Greg was it Gregor Clegane, whoever the zombie guy is, big zombie guy, helmets mm-hmm. and shit. Wait. Oh, you mean people like that in the movie? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that guy was probably, like, you know, not even porn at the time. Oh, no, not the, the yeah, Norwegian freak guy. Not him. He's not alive at this point. Okay. But, like, just that kind of aesthetic of, like, these weird mutant muscle-bound freaks kind of, like, kind of had a Fallout feel to it, the Fallout series of video games. Okay. Especially Fallout 1, where you spend all your time in the desert. Yeah. Okay. Like, when you see... So you haven't seen um, The Road Warrior... Mm-mm. Or any of the others. Nope. So when you go back and watch them, like you'll see in the Road Warrior, the you know the villain is this guy Lord Humongous, <laughs> who wears a hockey mask and he's like a huge muscle bound dude, and yeah. he controls like one of the biker gangs in the wasteland. So like kind of like in Morton Joe, but not at the scale. But in Morton Joe is also Toe Cutter. Yeah, he's the same actor from the first movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Different that's, that's character, fun. same actor. Wait, which one? Which guy? You didn't see the first movie. No. There's a guy named Toe Cutter. Okay. Who's the bad guy? Yeah. And the actor is the same actor who plays in Morton Joe. Oh, okay. Just a funny small world. Yeah, like some 40 years later. Okay. They should have had Mel Gibson be in Morton Joe, but (laughs) he's too crazy. (laughs) Just, you know. He would have demanded like a Jesus sort of story for him or something. Throw him a little red meat like Mel. Just riff on the Jews and they could dub over a bunch of stuff and post with a Morton Joe going nuts. <laughs> I like the movie. 
Yeah, this movie's awesome. There are some things that I don't understand about it, but I liked it overall. I liked the... I think a lot of the plot was, like, supposed to be, like, just, like, show, not tell as far as, like, what happened to the world, but that sometimes leaves questions, like... Oh, not that. Not, not, oh, not, not that, really? No, I mean, that's kind of explained in the other Mad Max movies, especially okay. two, because one's just kind of, like, there are cops who need to stop an evil gang of marauding biker psycho people mm-hmm. go. The second movie explains a little more how the world got destroyed. But I just mean shit like if Mad Max is so important because he's the he's the blood bag or whatever that yeah. the war boys need, then mm-hmm. why is he like taped to the front of the car where he could easily be injured? I mean, if he's so critical, why are you putting him in the cage where he could be hit or killed right away? Um, I mean, I, I guess like I guess maybe some of my uh, questions came from just like, why was he being used as like a blood bag just to like you know hydrate you know the uh, the other guy, or Nux? Yeah, Nux. I thought Nux was sick from huffing all the spray paint, so he needed the he got o- injured. He needed the O negative blood. Okay. Yeah, Nux got injured. Before they captured Max, and they used Max as the blood bag because Nux wanted to go on the the hunt for uh, Furiosa, so he had to have the blood bag with him. Okay, but if he's so important, he's just like on the front of the car. You should have him like in the back or something, where you know your blood's going to be safe, like in the trunk. I mean, well, something more than <laughs> well, that, putting him I in mean, a fucking it's, cage. It's a lot of stuff like that that, like, I always wonder about. Like, why do they need like some guy spewing nitrous with his mouth into the engine? Why don't they have like some sort of injection system? Like, because they saw a porno one time. Like it, like it's shit like that. It's like I just question like, why do you need like this like mouth guard on Max? Why do you have him strapped at the front? Why do you need like? Don't you need him like suspended somehow to like get the blood flowing rather than just like strapping him like horizontally from the other dude? Like it's. What's with, like, the people, like, dude, like, playing the guitar? Is he, like, you know, a bard or something that, like, just pumps up the people or something? Yeah, and if fuel is so precious, why does he have a flamethrower on his guitar? Exactly. It's like, if the fuel is so precious, why do you have, like, these, like, horrible gas-sucking, like, cars running around? And well, I guess well, it's fuels... America. Okay. First but it was of all. filmed in Namibia, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be in Australia, too, but... <laughs> America... First America. of all, okay. yeah, gasoline is unimportant, but it it is in this sense. But okay. he doesn't have he doesn't have like limited supplies of of gasoline though, because they they show early in the movie he's got a refinery set up down right. the road, and he's got one of his lieutenants running. He's it got to oil. Get the guzzoline. Yeah, he's like Gastown and Bullet Town. Yeah, like, yeah, right. The Bullet Farm and Gastown, I think, is what they're called. Okay, but still, I mean, like if you had this the. The big fuel crisis that precipitated the world's destruction seems like a Morton Joe's too smart to be doing that kind of shit, but it looks cool. I like. I mean, that's the thing about this movie. It's like just don't think too much. It looks awesome. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, if you just want to like watch this movie from like that pure enjoyment sort of standpoint, it's like it's really cool. It's really nice looking. Everything looks great. Just you start thinking too hard. It's like. Why did this like old man like put on this suit of armor and suddenly he's like a badass now? Is he like huffing paint the whole time he's in that little suit? Probably. He's probably huffing paint. Why is there like some creepy little midget kid just running the whole colony thing? 
Um, you know what? I don't. I never understood that. <laughs> I really didn't. Why? Why did that one um, warrior guy like scream? Who screamed like I have a brother or I had a brother? Like, why did he have like some like latex thing on his face to like hold his face on or something? It, it's just like little questions like that. It's like if you think too much about that, it's like this is just like sort of strange to me. Well, I think the answer is just based on the other movies, which yeah. I think you'll see if you watch them, that just, like, this future, everybody is just totally fucking insane, and just the... Yeah, all, I just would... Yeah. I guess maybe it's in the other movies, I don't know, how people got to be that insane, because I feel like even if society collapsed, you don't have these people who just go nuts, full warlords, sniffing paint. You have more level-headed people like those, like, those mothers or whatever, the old ladies. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it just wouldn't be controlled by all these gout-ridden old men. I think it's because Immortan Joe is like, he was in the military or something when the world wasn't fucked up. Yeah. So he knows, I guess, how to lead people, and he got a bunch of desperate people together and said, like, hey, I've got the water, and then just basically how a cult operates, duped all these people into thinking that they're going to get Chrome, Glory, and Valhalla with the mighty V8 if they do what he says. And you see the war yeah. boys, most of them are so young that they were probably born like way after the cataclysm or whatever brought yeah. down society. So it makes sense to me that they'd be so brainwashed. They're buying what they he's believe. selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old people, yeah, probably know it's bullshit, but they need the water to survive. Well, and, it's like the old lady yeah. who's in charge of the, the wives. Like She clearly knows what's up. She's the historian or something. She knows he's full of shit, but... He's also the guy who's holding most of the cards, so yeah, can't really tell him to go fuck himself, even though she had the opportunity to kill him and did not for some reason. Sucks. I, I'm just saying, another thing <laughs> I didn't get in the movie, it's like, you want to kill him, you got a gun pointed at him, and you have all this time when he's walking up to you like with his Bane mask on. <laughs> Which like just gets ripped off. I'm like, whoa, I thought that'd just be like a Vader mask. He's just taken off and you see his face for like the first time. It said, whoa. Why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of the plane? I don't don't know. Maybe getting caught was part of her plan. That's all I can think of. For you. She she didn't seem to care (laughs) about actually executing the rest of the plan. Well, the thing I like the most about this movie is that they had the courage to not make the story centered on the title character. That he's like Max is in the story and he does important things, but he's really kind of just a um, uh, he's playing a part in somebody else's story. It's yeah, really he's a supporting actor, right? Too. Furiosa's story, and it was kind of like that in the Road Warrior because I remember like it was narrated by the kid who grew up to become like the leader of those people at the gas place. The yeah, the little kid who is, is on the... Yeah, the feral kid. Who's on the, the decoy bus at the end with right. Mel Gibson, yeah. And the whole story was narrated by him and was kind of seen through that lens, but Max was still kind of like the driver. I like this one in that they just said, like, okay, like we're just going to have him be a total supporting player in this, and really she's the one driving the whole thing, because she's pretty badass in this movie. I really liked her character. But I, I got kind of the Road Warrior vibe from this in that Max seems to be like a the wandering... Sheriff character, maybe. I don't know really how to describe it. Like, kind of like the Old West guy who just blows into town 
And shit just finds him. Right, and, yeah. sh- and shoots the bad guys and then gets on his horse at the end and leaves. Like, at the end of this movie, he just, like, nods to Furiosa, like, okay, bye. Right, it's like the end of Shane or something. <laughs> right, like, I'm just going to walk out of here now, see you later. That was a good time we had. Minus but... wondering whether or not he's dead on the horseback. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I like that. It was much better than Thunderdome. Oh, well, you know. I mean, I just think this plot right. was, like, really straightforward and simple. And, like... You can be like you can be nicked for that if you really want to be nicked for that, but like in this movie, you're focusing on like the visuals and everything that's like happening in those chase scenes and whatnot, rather than like the story of oh they went over here to find something, oh it's not there, they went back, because that's basically the the core of the story. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's a little right. bit of redemption in there with you know uh, was it Nux? I always forget the guy's name. Let's just call him Beast. Beast. Yeah. Wait, why Beast? Because he's the guy who plays Beast in the new X-Men movies. Oh, okay, Beast. That's yeah, he like, had a bit of redemption. Him. I mean, Max, technically you can say he went through like no sort of arc, really, I guess. I mean, he was sort of the same character as he was at the start and end. But I think that's Max's value in the story, though. Yeah. Is that that's like... what I'm saying. You, just, you don't have to... The plot, you can say, is the weakest point. Because the visuals and everything else is so strong, it's like still an enjoyment to watch. Just At least in my the, in my mind, the stunts, yeah. the stunts, like on the back of that tanker, <laughs> and with the uh, the tricked out cars that all the marauders have, like those were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, like I sincerely believe that they won. You know, costume and design, like set design, like. 100% just watching this movie. It's like, wow, this shit looks awesome. Well, it's just amazing that nobody died during the making of that movie <laughs> doing those things because some of those were, like, when they come down on the poles and grab people and stuff. Oh, yeah, that like, shit was that's ridiculous. Like... <laughs> or the guy who's, like, spray paint, witness me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the first guy to pull that particular trick, the guy who gets, like, the thing stuck through his side and is like, oh, no, he's dead. And he's like... Oh, he mm-hmm. got, like, shot, like, two or three times <clears throat> with, like, a crossbow. He's like... Yeah. Mm, spray paint yeah witness me and everyone's like witness great <laughs> witness 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 <laughs> i'm really surprised no yeah i agree grant nobody got fucked up or killed doing this i mean people got fucked up doing lord of the rings which is comparatively tame stunt wise to this and the cars that they built for this i'm surprised like nobody had trouble with those machines or got hurt doing that. Like, like in Morton Joe's car, the, what does he call it? Um, Giga horse. The Giga horse. Like that thing is fucking awesome. Like it's like what, like three Cadillacs, like on top of the other <laughs> with like huge uh, monster truck wheels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That car actually worked too. Yeah. Which is crazy. If like, you're gonna I, I feel like that. you're going to see some guy in like Dubai riding that car around at some point in like the next 10 years. I'm sure, or have one made, like people had uh, George Barris Batmobile copies made. Yeah, exactly. The, but that car actually worked. Like, originally it was supposed to have, like, a dummy outside with just, like, a regular engine in there, and then they were going to, you know, fix it up in post. Mm-hmm. But the guys who built the car said, we can do it for this budget, and the movie makers put up the extra money, mm-hmm. and they actually made, I think they made a W16, so they t- they basically cut and taped two V8s together, <laughs> and then they had a, a custom gearbox that had to be... The, they had to realign it after every day. I had to take it apart and do a complete like transmission rebuild because it, it was got fucked up so much. Yeah, it was that powerful. Like that car, all the power and shit it has in the movie is real. <laughs> it's not like affected or anything. That thing is a fucking monster. 
That's pretty awesome. I'd drive that to work. That'd be great. <laughs> just like the cool design. Just take up two spots by necessity. <laughs> Why? You couldn't even get into the parking garage. It'd be awesome. Yeah, street no parking. No clearance on that. You hit the little thing that like hangs out and it's like 10 and a half feet. I mean, if you worked on a low floor in your building, you could just back it up and walk in, like just smash the window and walk in. That thing's really tall. Sam be fun to ride around. Yeah, just, you know, a Sunday car. Right. It's a car you go to church in. <laughs> the Giga Horse. When you're going to be humble before Jesus, you take that car to church. Drive it right up Jesus' ass. <laughs> drive, yeah, drive it right into the, the mega church parking lot and just yeah. rev the engine a few times. Right. Touchdown, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just park in front of him. Exactly. And if you ever get sick of him, you could like tie a rope around him and pull him down Saddam style. That thing's probably got enough power to do it. Although I think they replaced that after he got struck by lightning. Yes, they're with a full light. He's bigger and better now. Yeah, their idol got struck by lightning, so they made it bigger. Yeah, that, that's totally a good sign. <laughs> well, he's lightning proof now. Is yeah. he? Yeah, he's oh, got okay. like a. It's made of a different material, so if it gets struck by lightning, it's not going to burn down. Yeah, but for some people yeah. who aren't from the area that may be listening to this, there is a touchdown looking. There is a like a Jesus who is at a mega church that looks like he's doing a touchdown symbol. Or, Looked like he was doing a touchdown symbol before he got burned yeah. to the ground by lightning. He looks like a, a ref saying... Just, just Google touchdown Jesus. You'll get the whole story, but... Well, and some of the other cars in this movie, too, like uh, the car that the, the, the bard guy is on with the, the flaming guitar and all that, with like yeah. all the amps and stuff, like that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of like the... Even like, like the little cars, like the ones that look like converted like Beatles or something with like a ton of shit welded to them. Like those looked cool, like visually. Yeah, some of the War Boys cars, like mm-hmm. they just look like they slapped together whatever they could find and just made this totally badass killing machine out of like a beetle. <laughs> Which I think that's exactly what the aesthetic they were going for is that they were like the the quintessential bush mechanic who just makes it work. Even the, the war rig, although it was kind of like a tanker truck that wasn't really particularly special, mm-hmm. was cool. Cool looking, at least. So, I didn't really get why they needed to, like... Like, why didn't the cars just have, like, a steering wheel in them already? Why did they have to, like, go and, like, grab their own steering wheel and from a pile of steering wheels? I would guess that's just, like, nobody could steal a car. Yeah. Unless you're a war boy. I guess, but they could just have the cars under lock and key. I feel like it's kind of easy to just like fashion out some sort of like steering wheel and stick it in if you. Well, like, I guess if I this it's... is like a cult, so that seems like the drive. The that, that's like their it's like, like a spear religious or symbol. sword or something yeah, like that. And it's, it's like this is my weapon, and it's also like a like way. It. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's a, a way. Morton Joe controls them that much more, like giving them the privilege of the steering wheel or something, or mm, okay. maybe. I guess I'm just speculating now, but I like his design too. Uh, the character of Morton Joe, I really liked his. Uh, he has like the the bellows breather on his back. I thought that was pretty neat, and I just like his little like plastic body case thing with the metals on it. it makes yeah, him look just, just totally diseased. Like I said I still really didn't <laughs> understand how like he looked all frail and what when you first see him like without all that stuff on, and then like he puts it on, and then like he becomes like Rawr, like. Because he's put oh, on a show. I, I guess, but puts on a show for two hours, like chasing down, you know, Furiosa and Max? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he his little breather mask thing makes sure he doesn't get too many radiations in his mouth. So I guess that probably helps him. 
Okay. Plus the kid blows the, the powder over him, the magic powder. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff I'm just like, what the fuck is this kid doing? And then it's like, whatever. I guess it's like some sort of just like ritual of war or something. I don't know. I'll just roll with it. I'm not okay. going to worry too much. It's probably like they found a box of gold bond or something and trying to blow it on his legions or something like that. Yeah. But his armor is obviously there to make him look healthy and immortal to all of the people. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the... I have the eyes of the centurion. I forget which uh, Roman rank had the abs and shit cut into the the armor. Centurion. Yeah, even if you were a fat old guy, you still had the solid plated abs on the outside. It's all presentation. Mm-hmm. It's all chrome. It's all um, what the fuck was that stupid show? Pimp my ride. Oh, I thought you were actually making like some sort of like reference to like the chrome that they spray on their mouths or something. But well, pimp yeah. my ride. Yeah, that would. I'm if that wouldn't be dangerous to do. I am sure they would have sprayed chrome in their mouths on that show. Probably were some people off camera doing that. I, probably. I mean, like <laughs> I heard you like chrome in your car, so we put some in your mouth too. Like it's just, <laughs> just like that level of ostentatious overcompensation. I think is what Morton Joe's going for because he's like a crippled shrimp dick old guy. Yeah, he's got to keep up the appearance of being the the god figure. Well, plus he has how many? Three, four? No, three sons. Three sons, right? He's got the giant ogre guy, Rictus then, Erectus, and right. then the the cripple midget. Yeah, I think that's that's it. Um, I thought there was another one who died. Well, there was the, the one that was born. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. The one that the the organic mechanic doctor couldn't save after it got smashed by the truck. Is that what happened? I don't know. I, maybe that's how like the baby died or something. But like, I just thought it was kind of strange. It's like, oh, we don't hear it kicking right now, and it's like, okay, well, maybe the baby's just you no know, not kicking or making noise. It's like, well, rip it out. It's like, you, you want to wait a bit, like see how this turns out. Maybe give it a day or two. Rip it out. I'm like, okay, you're the boss, man. <laughs> Whatever, NM. Yeah, seriously. No big deal. But I guess that's Morton Joe's whole plan is that he's going to have a uncorrupted bloodline and that hasn't gone well so far. No. Because his, his giant son's a retard and his intelligent son's a cripple. Right. I mean, is he just like fucking all his daughters or something like that? Like, is that how it's like going down? I guess that's the plan. Okay. I think he's just, just he just steals like the most eligible women for his like breeding program or whatever. That's the way the... And actually just gives them water and keeps them like... Yeah, because they show inside the the uh, the vault. Well, not the vault. The um, you know the whole you know mountain that he lives in. They've got like a reservoir with plants growing in there, and there's like fields on top of them with yeah. Livestock. I think that's from like yeah. all the the water that he's pumping up from yeah. the earth. He's using to like yeah. They have a hydroponic farm, so he's probably taking the most eligible people up there, and he's keeping them. Well, healthy. I assume, like, that whole farming system he has set up also is a little bit for, you know, the peasants or whatever. Because, like, you can't just give them, like, a little bit of water and, like, no food because, like, there's no plants or anything for people to eat. So I'm assuming he's somehow giving them little rations or something. Yeah. He I just... mean, it's all speculation, but, like, that's what I got from, like, the farms on top. He, like, controlled all the farms and, like, threw the carrots down at them or something. Well, he dumps the water down on them like once every so often, and then they're they're it's pretty inefficient, right? They've got to get it themselves, and but I think like he's the only game in town, so it's like they don't have a choice. It's either like starve in the desert or wait for your water ration. I think they yeah. eat each other too. 
Yeah. They do eat, yeah, th- that's, they do eat somebody, don't they? Or they kind of allude to that? Didn't well, they rip up uh, Joe yeah. at the end? And, like, that's what I thought. Parts? They were going to try to eat Joe at the end. Oh, okay. When they tore his, literally tore his body in pieces. Oh, all right. Well, I hope he's good. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably really tough. Seems like a lot of gristle. He's probably like jerky. Yeah, I'd imagine there'd be a lot of fat in there, like that part of the steak you want to like sort of cut off and like leave on the side of your plate because you're like, you gross. Or just not buy that cut of steak to begin with. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you have a dog, you're like, here you go, doggy. But if they've got the water that they could cook him, was that sous vide? The bag in the water? (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. There are lots of culinary options in the Morton Joe's Fortress. Okay, okay. I don't know. I don't live there. (laughs) I live here. Well, I mean, society could collapse tomorrow. You don't know when you have to go, like, full on Joe. No, this is a stronghold, Justin. This, is, this place is a stronghold. Oh, okay. We're on the high ground here. Yeah. <laughs> We're immune to global warming around here. Okay. We, can, we can take Jeb down. We're on the high ground. It's true. Cincinnati's immune to global warming, everybody, but don't come here because it's full. Don't try it, <laughs> tough guy. Yeah, we've, we've got all the water. You have none. We're at, like, a Morton Joe. And the people in California listening, sadly, are like the peasants begging for the water. I'm we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll send them a bottle of water. I do like that aspect <laughs> of this brand movie. Water. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do like that aspect of this movie, and, and that's why I'm surprised that it, it did get so, you know, a hard stop shutout on the more prestigious categories, because, I don't know, some of the issues they're talking about here, like, Living in a desert with no water, I mean, that is, unfortunately, it's going to be a reality in, like, the American Southwest in, like, 30 years. So it's like, I don't know, it just seems kind of, like, very timely, but they're still kind of ignoring it. Yeah, but there's, like, you know, a nice movie up for, you know, Best Picture about, you know, a transgender person, so... They're getting the nod right. for best picture instead of, you know... Yeah, but, I mean, there's also flaming, stuff... A dude with a giant flaming guitar. There's stuff going on that... Is it... I don't... Is it George Miller? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think ever envisioned. Like, there's a... The $2 billion desalination plant in California is going to open next year. So, I'm just not sure that his vision... Like, Star Trek saying that there was the eugenics war in 1993 or whatever. You know, I just think that they might have not called their shot right on that one. Or maybe they were just... They were, <laughs> they were too early. I mean, yeah. I mean, water issues are going to be an issue that comes at the forefront, if not... If it hasn't already in some places. But, like, I just don't think it'll get to the point of, you know... Right. Warlords taking over. I think all it's going to do is induce people to invest in stuff like desalination. I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where we've drained all the water and right, which is why Mad Max is a fantasy. But it's uh, you know all movies are like that. They're always showing the extreme case of the what could happen, like Ghostbusters. Ghost could come out of the ground and start attacking you. Yeah, and then a horrible movie could be made about Ghostbusters. Oh, Justin, so full of hate. <laughs> You'd be a powerful Sith. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it the rule of twos or something? I you know what? Let's, let's not bring that up because that is one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> but it's canon. It's canon. It's established in episode one. I know. Just like the prophecy that makes absolutely no sense is canon. I got it. Prophecy kind of makes sense. No, the prophecy makes he, a little he sense. He does destroy the Sith at the end. It, it makes 
brings balance to the force by getting rid of all the Jedis. Right. And there's only like that, two Sith. That's the part I wanted. Yeah. The fact that George had to ramble in at the end, like, oh, he kills the Emperor. No. That's, if I'm Mace Windu and someone tells me he's going to bring balance to the force, and I'll think like, hmm, if the scales tip really in our direction now, bringing balance to the force means either there's a lot more Sith, which is bad, or there's a lot fewer Jedi, which is bad. Better just kill this kid. But that they didn't. That's the whole point. Like they didn't see that because they were so blinded. Did by, they fucking fail primary school or something? No, but the, the, they were so self assured and they were so blind to the fact that like they too might be part of the problem or they hadn't acted correctly that they were just assuming that oh yeah this you know once we get rid of this that's balance having a bunch of Jedi. No, nope. we told Anakin we're going to go to the farm with all the rabbits and stuff and. Right in the back of the head. And his mom would have been like, oh, where did Annie go? And it's like, oh, we went to an upstate, you know, water farm. Here, Don't worry about it. Here's 10 credits. Here, you have Jar Jar. Liam Neeson. son. We already filled out the paperwork. Here, here you go. We also made him a slave for Watto, so. You're already set. Like, you're getting the income. Jar Jar's got the bomb in his head, too, so no problem. If you ever get sick of him, tell him he's free. Problem will take care of itself. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Still better than episode one and two. <laughs> uh, maybe. What, Jar Jar's head exploding? Oh, that, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been super great, but I think they got the message by the time episode three rolled around is we only want to see Jar Jar at the funeral. And he's going to be very quiet. <laughs> he's not going to say a thing. Yeah. I like Furious's robot arm thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. She used it to great effect. I like how it was just like, uh, looks like a robot arm you would make out of shitty spare parts, though. And not a robot arm that's, for example, all chrome or something. Yeah. Did you might find in Michael Bay's Mad Max. <laughs> Michael Bay's Mad Max would be awesome. All CG. That's what's next for Michael Bay, though. I've decided this Transformers Apocalypse. It'll be Transformers meets Mad Max. Is he seriously coming out with another Transformers? Yeah, there's the the mock Wahlberg who won was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy. Wait, how many are there now? Three, four, four. Or yeah. wait, wait, uh, five. Well, wait, no, no, I'm saying right now, right now that you could buy on you know Blu-ray. Four. four. There, there are the three Shia LaBeouf ones. Or Shia LaBeouf storyline ones. And then there's the new one, Age of Extinction, where the Transformers have left Earth or gone underground or something. And Mark Wahlberg buys Optimus Prime at a yard sale or something and is like, I think we got a Transformer here. Wait, yeah. is that one that's literally like out now you could go mm-hmm. watch? Okay, yeah. I haven't even heard that's of That's the that. latest one. So there's five, Hi. six, seven, eight, nine in production now. It's going to be like Star Wars. Timeless classic, just like a Star Wars. classic, sure. yeah. Kids will be watching that in 40 years, being like, ooh, I love Bumblebee. You better get used to it, because Mad Max was a brief reprieve. <laughs> it's all Transformers all the time next week. Great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the first one's not bad. Yeah, it is. Nah, it's, uh, it's, it sucks, but it's not... It, compared to the... If you calibrate the scale with the other ones in mind, it's actually a pretty decent movie. It's entertaining. It only gets worse. So if you think the first one's bad, just it only gets worse. Can we do that thing where you have them all on at the same time? Just watch <laughs> it that way instead? I mean, th- they are the same movie in large respects, but... Yes. The first one is passable, and then there's such a 
huge drop off in quality between the first and the second one, and then it just stays at that low point for the rest of the franchise so far. It's visually interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it never looks bad, but it's like the. No, it can look bad, though. Like, I've seen bits and pieces of these Transformer movies, and they look just like metal gears fucking each other with like ear raping noises. Oh, like, yeah, no, it's like the. Transformers like, I can't even noises. tell like what's going on sometimes because there's just like you know metal yeah, on metal. It, it's and it looks it's like Dragon shit. Ball Z fighting with robots, no doubt. But I mean, it doesn't look like Sci-Fi Channel bad. No, it's but... just that the justification for the that like it gets like progressively more retarded as time goes on. Basically, it's the impolite way of saying it. Like the story gets worse. Oh, you know what? You know how I'm gonna watch this. I'm going to have that uh, video that of Shia LaBeouf watching his movies up, and I'm going to, like, time it so, like, it's at the same time as Transformers. Okay. To, like, see his reaction. All right. I'm going to try and get that set up. Go for it. <laughs> I'm sure he loved cashing the paycheck. Oh, I'm sure he did, too, but then he goes back and watches, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Getting paid. Pretty much. I'm cashing all the toys. So one thing I noticed with Mad Max is there wasn't a lot of peripheral shit shoved into our faces around it. What do you mean? I mean, there's the obligatory video game tie-in for the movie that you have to have now. Was there? Mm-hmm. Oh, but there was there was never like a two-level Transformers where it's like Michael Bay's Transformers means a whole new set of plastic toys. I don't know if there were toys that came out for Mad Max or not. I mean, it was That's an R-rated movie, so it's not like it's not a toy would necessarily. <laughs> Bring your kids to maybe, but <laughs> you're funny. I know, right? Get a big man Tyrone laugh video loop for you <laughs> for that thought. People bringing their kids to R rated movies, <laughs> they never do that. Well, I'm just saying, like, you bring your kids to a Transformer movie, like, ooh, like Transformers, and you bring your kid to a Mad Max movie, and it's like, well, here's, you know, a car that looks like a bunch of pieces of metal welded together, or. Car toys always sell, though. Here's, you know, Max, the action figure who doesn't talk. Right. Pull a string, he says nothing. Right. (laughs) I'm saying usually there's shit, even if it is, like, unimaginative toys that are just, you know, smaller versions of the 3D-printed models they use for production. Mm -hmm. They just get slapped into, like, a Hot Wheels pack, and they're on the shelf. These... I mean, this movie really isn't conducive to, like, a kid's toy line. It's just like, what are you going to say in the product description and the package? Like, you know, help Furiosa save the the wives from, you know, Morton Joe's rape dungeon or something. Yeah, it's it's a little heavy for, you know, a kid's meal toy or something. Like, you can't go to McDonald's and be like, ooh, like... Oh, no, I'm not saying it's, like, mainstream enough for McDonald's. I'm just saying usually there's an unimaginative, like, Hot Wheels or Hasbro campaign of like here's some plastic shit that has the movie logo on it. I mean, I could see like maybe like an RC car or something like that being made from this movie, but I didn't. I don't really pay attention to toys coming out unless there's like something big, like you know, Star the, Wars. There's the collectors. Something. There are like collector level toys for Mad Max. Obviously, I mean the the high end makers like um, McFarlane. And but I mean, are, are that point are those toys or are they like desk ornament type things? Like some of them are toys because they're pretty uh they have a lot of articulation so but i mean is i I guess at least is it toys in the sense that like you would have a small child getting enjoyment out of it no no no. you have a large right man looking at it on his desk and being like 
yeah, I'm a fan of Mad Max. I'm going to go do my taxes now. No, it's, yeah, definitely geared towards the collector market. Right. That's yes. what I mean, though. Like, yeah. It's not meant to be played with, necessarily. It's more of like a piece. Like, here's a really cool die-cast metal gigahorse. Like, I'm not going to run it across the ground going vroom, vroom. It's going to sit in the glass box. Mm-hmm. And nobody cabinet w- you can't touch, the but, one that's all glass and you have to keep shut yeah. all the time. It's right. got the liquor in the fuel tank. Whereas Transformers, the whole point of the movie is to sell another round of toys that Hasbro designs. Well, Justin, if you want a soft introduction to Transformers, we could watch the animated movie next week. Yeah. Which has awesome 80s hair metal and lots of heroin needles and artists' arms and stuff. Sure. I mean, if we're done with Oscar bait shit. And the only thing that's... Should have won the Oscar for best screenplay. Well, no, I was saying Oscar stuff like... The other sci-fi movies that were in there as far as, like... We sort of already reviewed The Martian a little bit, but Ex Machina and... Mac? 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 Fucking Oscars? Yeah. Zero? Okay. Okay. So Transformers, then. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. I mean, if you want, we could watch Transmorphers, the Asylum version of Transformers. No. The what? <laughs> you know, the Asylum Film Company? Mm. It's like the... You know, you could never do this back in the day, but since, like, it's become really cheap to make... Like, you can make a movie with your phone now, basically. Yeah. So what they do is they, they make these things that are called uh, mockbusters, which is, you know, a play on blockbusters. So if something hot's coming out, like Transformers, which is going to be a big deal, and it's a summer tentpole movie, they make a million-dollar low-budget version mm-hmm. that is, uh, like, hipster fodder meant to be bad. Oh, okay, okay. So it's, like, the, all the porn-level acting. Like, we've got to stop the Transmorphers. okay. And they have the wide shot of like the pre-rendered CGI plug-in stuff, like. Okay. Or Atlantic Rim was the mockbuster for Pacific Rim, and there's this company called Asylum Films that just puts these out like fucking clockwork. Like not even knowing what the plot is, like you know, six months before the movie actually comes out, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Giant robots, it's two like people a, inside of them. A, a general photocopy of the plot. I think they wait till like the first teaser trailer comes out, so mm, they get an idea of it. The entire plot is revealed to them already, so they know what to do. So, is there going to be one for Ghostbusters? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe apparition the, cleaners. Maybe the yeah. movie in and of itself will be. Uh, That'll be enough. Well, Spirit blasters. All right. I mean, I'm just saying. No, no, no. Just... I'm saying, all right, animated first movie. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Whatever. It's actually pretty good. That's Which yeah. one? The animated movie. Okay. That's the difference between the animated one, which is from 1986, and the 2007 to now Michael Bay ones, is that the animated one is actually good. I will not be blinded by nostalgia goggles, though, since I have never seen this. No, you won't. That, that's what I'm saying. Like... I can bring objectivity to the table, and you'll be like, "Oh, this was great." I don't watch it before. Or, like you'll have some I'm sort of like, willing joy. and ready to do battle with you over this. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not saying it'll be bad or good right now. I'm just saying I come to this table with the clean slate for the animated transformation. Well, I mean, it, I'm tainted by the later movies a bit, it, so maybe not completely clean. But. It has really nothing to do with the cartoon, or at least the, the cartoon that preceded it. Yeah. In that, like. They immediately kill off some of the unpopular toys, the characters. They blast them like in the first five minutes. And then the plot really is kind of disconnected, as far as I remember, from the actual cartoon. Mm-hmm. It does borrow a lot from other sources. 
mean, there's a, you'll see it's a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Star Trek, a little bit of Marvel Comics stuff. When was Mad Max made, the original? Like 1979 or something. A little bit of Mad Max in there. Yeah. Yeah. On the Australian planet. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see. You'll No, you'll see. Hey. <laughs> wow, do you hate Australians too? <laughs> Look, I know that one guy kept his daughter in the basement and all that. Joseph Fritzl. I know he was from Australia, but... Okay, it's become such like a meme. I, I literally don't know what country he was actually in, if it was Austria or Australia. Australia. I want to say it was Austria, though. It was Australia. Where else could you keep people in like a fucking basement inside your big house in the outback where there are just nobody? Austria? I don't know. Austria doesn't no, have guy, an outback. That guy was in Germany or Austria. I'm pretty sure. Why was... are you ruining my fun? <laughs> no, like I remember like there were these <laughs> stupid things like people like made these like images of like, you know, him wrapped in an Australian flag. Because he's Australian. <laughs> no, he's yeah. Austrian. Australian. You're close. <sighs> Don't try to inception me, Justin. I know where he's from. Uh-huh. Okay. Look, and Morton Joe has proved to us that Australia is a dangerous place that you should never go. That's the one takeaway you can get from the Mad Max series. Just stay away from Australia. Unless you want to eat two-headed lizards or bugs off your fingers. Oh, yeah. Like the Nux's Ted Cruz moment there. Where he enjoyed the fine snack that was in front of him? Protein, whatever. I mean, like, bugs are actually supposedly a very good source of protein. And, like, we were talking about, like, the water wars and shit. That's, like, the best way to get protein is from, like, eating crickets or something. Yeah. As far as, like, water. More protein per, you know, like, gram of body weight than any other source. So now are you going to become one of those NWO people who's going to try to convince the masses to eat bugs? No, I mean, I just saw, like, a documentary about some person, scientist, trying to do, like, shit like that, saying, Like hey, all the people in Snowpiercer? They eat, uh, they eat the cricket gel? That fucking <laughs> or movie. Or the cockroach gel, right? That whole fucking movie. <laughs> I can't stand that movie. Did you ever watch it? No. Oh, my God. <sighs> the world is frozen over, and they're the only people who are still alive are on a bullet train that circumnavigates the Earth on a giant train track. Why? Wait, why are they alive and no one else? Because the train's got a heater in it. What powers the train? Magic. So this is like the Polar Express. <laughs> exactly. It's like, the, it's like the dystopian version of the Polar Express. <laughs> yeah, it's a foreign film and it's, it's not really well thought out. Okay. We, we shouldn't watch it. Feel like I've probably watched worse while I've been sitting in this chair. <sighs> that is true. We have watched some stupendously bad movies, so it's a good thing we're going to have a quality Transformers movie next time. Okay. Do you want to guess what episode it is? Well, we have a minute. Forty-four. Holy shit! You got it right. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Shit. All awesome. right. Okay. Thanks for the golf clap. You're welcome. I'll add some reverb so it sounds like there's more people applauding you.